Welcome to Say Your Peace, episode number 22. My name is Jamar. My name is Christiane, and today we have another guest, singer and songwriter, Brian Dublin. Hey! <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. I've always, I've always wanted, I listen to podcasts so much, so when she asked me, I was like, yeah, I want to do a podcast. That'd be so <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on, though. Um, it's, it's been a long time coming, and finally mm -hmm. we're here. The first thing that I really wanted to talk about um, with Brian is talking about his new single. And right mm -hmm. before this, um, this session that we're having right now, I sent him a video from Think Like a Man, Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, it's it's totally clicking in my head now. Why you wanted to? Why <laughs> it was important? <laughs> why? Why are you? What? What do you think? Like, well, I get it because then she. Well, from the I I don't know if you're gonna put the clip anywhere so that they have context, but you know she was talking about like how it was like they had I guess they had a one night stand and then she was like she's like it's not gonna happen again blah, blah, blah. and then she sees him again it's like this like really nice date and then she's like trying to fight like not having any feelings so i was like okay that's exactly my song <laughs> <laughs> yeah um jamar have you seen the movie yeah i've seen yeah. both so what, what i'm referring to is the um the rooftop scene where mikey ely takes taraji mm -hmm. up to the rooftop and it's like all romantic and such mm -hmm. so the backdrop background of the song is um that one john legend song right it was, it was that tonight song that he sings oh yeah um, what's the name of the song tonight is it, is it called tonight yeah. okay i think <laughs> so right. um so when he's playing it like when i was listening to brian's music like it was that one and the other one that you had on youtube it was the one about the ex oh I, yeah I, I get these romantic vibes where you get you're on a rooftop and it's like you can replace his song with late night love with john legend's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> all romantic and I was like oh this is very soothing and that was the first thing that popped up in my head um, <laughs> so you kind of already told us what the concept of your song is but I also saw that you created the song a few years ago I believe in 2017 yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so what made you want to like put it on a like a, like out onto Spotify and Apple Music um well I mean just in general I've always wanted to put out my music on Spotify and um you know, I, I always wanted to kind of figure out like, you know, what what would be what would be a good one to be my first single, because um, I write a lot of really sad shit. Oh, I don't know. Can I cuss on this? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You can <laughs> say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, I write a lot of really sad shit. It's a lot of me just like being really emo at 2 a.m. But it's like, okay, I can't hit them with the feels like on my first single. I need to get them like something that you know is is like a bop or something that like they can really vibe to, but it still, but still has the element of me kind of being sad, but not mm -hmm. completely like Adele, uh, Sam Smith type of like sadness <laughs> yet. I have song, well, you talked, you mentioned my other song, His Love, the one I wrote by my ex. That is like kind of like a few singles down um, mm -hmm. where I, they really start to get to know me a little bit more, but um, I just felt like, I mean, it was, it was, it's a song that I perform a lot at my, at my shows. Um, like for the past like two years and a lot of people have just had a really good response to it it's just a fun song to close my shows with and um i just thought it would be really fun for a single because it's like something they can bump in their car and but still mm -hmm. resonate with like me being a heartbroken person <laughs> yeah. so you said you wrote this like around 2 a.m do you think that um you're more creative at night all right wait are you talking about my single or yes Oh, yeah. this single actually wrote at like eight in the morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Other song that I wrote about my ex, I wrote that at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Mm. Um, uh, I'll go back to sort of the others of my single, how I wrote that. But um, yeah. to answer your question, um, uh, I do feel creative at that, at that time uh, just because it's like, you know, no one's going to come in my room to disturb me. And usually that's also just like the time generally when I'm like in my feels like, you know, like yeah. when you can't sleep and mm -hmm. if you're going through something, like you go yeah. about your day, you're distracted. But like when you go to bed, you know, like there's nothing else to distract you from what you're feeling. So a mm -hmm. lot of times, you know, I will reach for my guitar or I'll start writing something. And that time, um, 
I generally try not to be up that late these days just because I work a lot. But mm-hmm. um, when I when I have written a bunch of songs like late at night and also too like I've just learned like when you have like a song idea and it's like nine, 10 o'clock and you try to write a little bit and you're like, all right, I'll just like pick this up another day or tomorrow or something like usually it doesn't work out. Like I'll try to get back mm-hmm. to it later and it's just like the feeling's gone, you know? Yeah, you lose your rhythm. And I've been able to like com- finish writing a lot more songs when I just like, just like try to push through it and like, cause like you'll never be in that same headspace as you were in that moment. And like, that's where you get a lot of like your inspiration and like really are able to kind of like be present with how you're feeling so that you can really express that. Um, so yeah, with, for the songs that I have written like super late at night, it's because of that. Like, I just like, I can't just not, <laughs> I know I've had it happen a lot of times where I'll be like, okay, I'll finish this later. Cause I got to go to bed. And then those songs mm-hmm. are still not done, you know? So, um, yeah it's 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 kind of that and and a mixture of like yes it's nice to kind of just work late at night because uh it's it's just you have your time to yourself yeah that sounds about right so what made you want to choose um, late late night love though you mentioned that you uh wrote a lot of singles but to put late night love out for that one on top of the other ones that you are yet to release yeah so it was it was more of like a um I, I just wanted to find something like kind of fun and um, less depressing than my usual stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. I, like I, you can't just, I, I didn't want to hit people with like just a really sad, depressing song as my first single. I wanted it to be something they could bump in their cars um, mm-hmm. and something that, you know, like I, my favorite, my favorite mood and type of music I listen to it's like it's like you can be in your fills but you're like you can still dance to it in the club like you're in your fields of the club kind of vibe mm-hmm. like what Drake <laughs> does like exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like that it's like it's like yeah and because then because then like when you you connect with the lyrics you understand oh it's a sad situation but then you have a beat that's like really fun and like you can dance to it and so it's like it almost becomes like kind of anthemic too because then it's like you know, like, oh, it's, it gives you that good feeling because it's something you could dance to. But if it's something you've been through, that's really, like, at its core, like, an emotional thing. Like, it, it becomes a song that you can lift your spirits with, like, despite it being about something sad. And so I kind of wanted, I definitely just wanted, you know, the first single, like, if people are being introduced to me, um, I wanted to kind of show, like, a fun uh, thing. To, uh, for, like, it's kind of scratching the surface of, like, kind of, like, who I am as an artist in terms of, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, just the type of songwriter that I am and um and you know at least you know as I continue to put up more singles out I wanted to start getting deeper into who I am and so it's like a good introduction um but still it still has an element of me you know going through something like within my love life but it's not as 100% like sad music yet (laughs) yeah I hear you I understand with what you mean that um you want people to feel the song but also have fun with it there's also it also reminds me of like what um bruno mars that gorilla song that he has mm-hmm. like it sounds like it could be like a very emotional song but if you really hear the lyrics it's about sex <laughs> like, it's like you know, <laughs> i have never heard that song <laughs> it's like when you first play it it's like oh my god this is about to be emotional but it's like all about like having some <laughs> hard ass sex and it's like oh. whoa this is <laughs> this is not as anticipating when you're feeling like oh i need to listen to sad songs like that's probably not i know that he has a song named gorilla i don't think i've listened to it enough to have that context but now i'm probably gonna listen to it later now <laughs> yeah what's it yeah. called gorilla gorilla uh. i think it's called gorilla yeah yeah i You'll think like- that was off of the the jukebox something jukebox album that he put out yeah it was it was it was um a while back i noticed it from how he performed it before and Mm -hmm. i was like oh wow this is a really this is a really good song but then Mm -hmm. it was like oh shit this is a really good song (laughs) (laughs) that's what i like about um songs like that though too like and and this is something that i've really been inspired by with sam smith is that like he writes a lot of sad songs but a lot of them like the first one he really kind of blew up on was latch with the uh with disclosure and like i watched a video about his songwriting process and he says that he likes to start off it like um he likes to write it as a ballad first before he turns it into like an electronic thing because then there's like a really nice like balance of like you have the like the radio version where it's like a little bit more edm or pop but then when he just breaks it down and and just does it with the piano all of a sudden it's like this beautiful 
different version of it. And I like, I mm. love that kind of um, uh, just way that you can like present the song in two different ways. Um, and I, I, I wanted, I like that I can kind of do that um, with my music too. I, I try to do that with my music where it's like the studio version has a different feel and then you play it like acoustic or broken down mm -hmm. and it's whole, you have a different context to it. Mm -hmm. So the, the guitar that's on the Late Night Love song, is that you? No, that was my friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've seen you perform, obviously, right? We, we know that. But, and um, I remember a friend was saying that they wanted to see, they wanted to hear how you sound like. And when they were about to play your video, you told them, no, I'm going to go ahead and play for you. I'm not going to sit here and watch you watch my video. <laughs> <laughs> and then you started oh playing the guitar. And, I, and Derek, my boyfriend, he told me, he was like, he is talented that he can sing he's <laughs> he like he was like you need to listen to him I, I can't wait for you to listen to him um but what what made you like really confident about singing in front of people um well i mean in terms of that situation that's just like a thing that i i just i just think it's so awkward when someone watches one of my videos like when i'm right in front of them it's like i'm just gonna be like <laughs> what do like what am i what do i do with myself while they're watching me like you know so i was like yeah, I'm right. I mean, I could sing to you if you want to hear what it sounds like. Uh, it, I mean, it took a lot of time. I think now it's just, I mean, I love, I just love singing. I love to do it. Um, especially if like, you know, we're just jamming with friends and stuff like that. Um, I think the confidence just comes from just being, just doing it a lot. Like I've been on stage a lot. I've, I'm used to by now, like being really comfortable with singing in front of people. Um, I, I mean, that, that, that doesn't take away from the fact that I, I still definitely do get shy. You know, I still get flustered and put on the spot sometimes, but um, you know, I, I, it's just from doing it a, a lot, I guess, and just really loving it. Mm -hmm. So um, you run your own karaoke mic night. Open mic night. Yep. Open mic night. Okay. Um, and, and a lot of people, they, they're open, obviously they're open to like bring themselves up in front of people. Um, where do you find yourselves in a situation where you find someone who who's talented and then you do you try to convince them to get on your um open mic night or like yeah is, is that yeah. what it's for or like what's the how does yeah. the platform work so like? the reason why i love doing open mics is because that's that's really how i became comfortable with like um, performing i guess that's a great segue from your um uh previous question is like I, after, you know, in high school, I used to do all of the talent shows. I, you know, I, I was that dude who sang like the national anthem at all the events and stuff like that. And so that was like my platform for performing. And then after high school, I was like, I didn't know what to do. Like, how do I get gigs, right? Um, and then a friend of mine introduced me to like going to open mics. And after that, I was like an open mic rat. Like I would go to every open mic that I could think of that was happening. And I learned how to be more comfortable on stage and being comfortable with like being in front of people because of wooden mics. And so, you know, and, and like, it's just always just been this, this fun experience that I always kind of cherish. Cause like all those open mics I would go to, I would roll deep with all my homies, all my music friends. So it's always had like a special place in my heart. And so now it's still that, like I put, I, I, the kind of open mic scene started to like die off in terms of like the ones that we used to go to. And so, you know, my friends and I would do our own and then, you know, years would pass and then it would be less and less. And so I was like, well, I'm, now I'm the only one who's doing them. Um, but I still love to kind of keep that. It's like my, my monthly like excuse to have my friends along. And like, but on top of that, like going back to your question, um, it's, I think it's just, it's important and it's, it's, it's really rewarding to be able to, to give that uh, um, stage to like young artists. Cause like, especially in this age, like when I get, I get, I get uh, performers who are like in their teens or in high school or even in college. And like, they're, we're in an age where like, you know, they just sit in their room and, you know, and record videos on Instagram, but they, and they're super crazy talented. Like they're amazing. And they're like 12 or like 14 and, <laughs> and they don't, know how good they are like they i mean they 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 get really good engagement and stuff online but they're not used to being on stage and then you know then a lot of a lot of times too when there are open mics i mean especially in my area like the open mics that do exist other than mine they kind of lean a lot older um and so it's not as as welcoming a space for that age range like in high school and so i've 
I've continued to do mine because I found that like I was kind of I had that niche like I was like the I was the open mic to go to for that age range where I always try to make it like really supportive because like I know again <laughs> to go back to your question I know how important it is to like um, give someone that push and that like confidence to do to do it more and to be on stage and like that's why I love to do open mics because um, there's so many times where like I'll because I put out Facebook ads I have people who tell their friends and they tell their friends to like sign up and I'll just I'll meet a lot of really great artists and like a lot of times they're young kids and they're so talented and like sometimes they end up being regulars and like I'll remember the first month they come and they're super shy and then like a year later they've been coming every month and mm. all of a sudden they've transformed and they're super confident on stage and it's because of like you know being able to put themselves out there more and um yeah and I think that answers your question. <laughs> no, definitely. And sorry, I called it karaoke. It, it's, no, it's okay. It's no, night, okay. Night. <laughs> it's I, okay. I was like, wait a second. I, I think that's a Filipino thing for me to say. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, you can kind of call it that. Sometimes people come and sing and they play an instrument and they just bring like an instrumental. So yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I understand what you meant though. You're good. You're good. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they do, they do, uh, they do covers, right? So I guess that kind of... <laughs> yeah, a lot of the covers, um, sometimes they're, they're brave and they, they perform their originals as well. But yeah, we get a lot, a, a big, a lot of uh, variety. We have poets, we have uh, Santa comedians who come, um, but mostly singer songwriters and musicians. Nice. Um, where do people sign up for it though? Because I've seen it a lot. Do they have to contact you for it or? Yeah, so I have a, I have a page on my website where they can sign up online. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, right now we're in quarantine. I guess we should note that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so usually my open mics are monthly, every last Saturday of the month, and I host them. I used to host them at like a different boba shop or cafe every month. I, I work with like local businesses to host my event there, but I've been hosting it uh, consistently at this place in Fremont. And so um, I, 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 I just locked down the dates with the owner and then I put them online and they could sign up online um and then and, and then that's how i kind of manage the list and now i've now they're live streams for now <laughs> but mm. usually yeah they sign up online and after local they, they come through yeah i mean what can you do i mean as long as the, the the platform is still available we're able to work around the quarantine right oh yeah um, honestly I, I mean that's what was crazy is like I, I i i stopped it um i officially canceled the in-person events like a month ago already because like it was like the just in the beginning of like all of this stuff starting to happen um, yeah and in the I was US. because like i and well for one thing i, I knew for sure i, I was going to need to do it because like it, we like we fill up that boba spot like really quick because like mm. i my sign up my main list is usually about 10 to 12 performers and that's mm -hmm. 30 12 people and usually they'll bring one or two friends that's easily 30 people plus the mm -hmm. regular saturday night like rush um, so it gets really packed in there. So I was like, okay, this is not going to be okay for a long time. Um, so I canceled them. But the thing that really like made me sad was like, like I, 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 I didn't officially call start calling them beat ups open mic. Beat ups is my nickname uh, for context, Brian Dobin. Um, and <laughs> I started that in 2017. <laughs> and um, this month, uh, March 29th, that was supposed to be uh, the, the latest show. This month is the first time I didn't have one like like in three years like I had it every oh, month wow. since 2017 and so I was like really sad and then my friend was like oh you should do like a live stream I was like that's fucking genius let's <laughs> yeah. do it and um people really responded to it like I it's it's it was like I, I was so excited because like I was like oh cool I have like a way to continue doing these shows and mm -hmm. I it, and I found that it's like it's been it's it's like really needed right now because uh, there's so many artists um, who had gigs lined up for the ne for these next few months or weeks, and they all got canceled. You know, they oh. lost revenue, they lost just the opportunity to perform. Um, I had a rapper who came to one of my my live stream open mics who said that he had like this whole set that he made that he never got to perform, and he was happy to be able to do it like in even though it was like a virtual way, and so. That's that's what's been like really uh, cool about doing the live streams now. Um, it's just because like it's good. It's, I'm happy to keep these going because like and and it's also cool because I feel like I'm gonna continue doing these even after quarantine because like it opens up literally like the world. Like yeah, yeah. I had a guy from Barcelona come in last week. A guy from Japan performed. Like it was it's crazy. Like it's it's something I don't get 
um, from my local open mic. So it, it's been really fun. Yeah, there's like a That's silver cool. lining for for situations like this, right? Like some people have been experiencing that or like, oh man, my capabilities are now limited. But then you realize that you have opened other opportunities that you never knew that you could have explored. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I would have never thought to do uh, live streams like this. And then I was like, I did one and I was like, oh snap, like this could really be something cool that I do aside from my monthly like in-person open mics because then you know I, I I've been trying to build up like the social media uh pages for my open mic because like uh I just you know always trying to find ways to like how do I how do I highlight these artists other than the stage that I'm off offering to them and I was like if I can have a build a build a following online and then post one of their performances and have that launch them like um I want to do that and so like this is like a cool other way to like even broaden that up to like the world like of artists like if I could build a platform like that and use my open mic to to continue to help these artists grow like it's it's like exciting <laughs> to be a part of it yeah it's dope you. <laughs> yeah that was a good thing to do start doing the live and everything because everyone needs content right now oh yeah everyone needs to watch something I mean because mm -hmm. everyone's paranoid and everything about corona yeah, for sure <laughs> <laughs> me too man like i mean on a i guess on a very sad note like um my my friend's uncle passed away last week um mm -hmm. from the virus and so that was really like sobering like i had already been taking it super seriously and you know been really worried about my parents but like just to have it start to kind of get closer to like that's like two oh, degrees yeah. of separation you know like i know my right. friend mm -hmm. was an uncle it's like and to know, you know, that's in San Jose, like where I live, like it's, it's definitely like, it, it, it gets more real, the more closer it gets to you uh, when it starts yeah. to really affect people in your life. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy time. So it's, it's good. And that's why I, another reason why it's like, I, I'm happy to like continue doing these shows because it's, it's like, I guess for lack of a better term, it's a, it's a nice distraction from like having to worry about this stuff. And it's a good mm -hmm. way to kind of use this time to make something fun out of a crazy situation. Yeah. yeah. It also changes people's perspectives. I believe I've been hearing a lot of things where um, <laughs> to start light, people will never take the gym for granted anymore. People <laughs> yeah. will never take the restaurants for granted. We'll never, you know, and then there's, there's um, people that I know that, that they say, they'll never take their kids for granted or like they'll make sure that they um, stop putting work first and mm -hmm. spend more time because as it, as it gets closer to your personal situation, it's just like, oh my God, like people are not taking this seriously. And it hella annoys me when people don't take this shit seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like, I, I feel, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not thankful for it, but like I, 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 I feel like I've benefited from the fact that it's, I've, I've heard people in my circle have, because it's allowed me to really take it a lot more seriously because it's like, wow, this is, this is not just something like that's like in the media. It's not something that's like, so to like laugh, laugh at, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. actually affecting people. And I think a lot of times the people who aren't taking it seriously haven't had that yet. Mm. Not saying that I want them to, but like, you know, like it's important to understand and have that perspective, like that it's, it's something that's affecting a lot of people. And, to, and and to really take it seriously because like we're all responsible to like bring down the flatten the curve and and make sure like we're limiting all of that stuff so that it doesn't spread because then that's another thing too like I, I I have friends not only who have been affected like with their like losing their jobs or fa mm -hmm. friends or, fa or having like my friend had lose like already lose a family member to it like you know like people are also like struggling um uh, not just financially, but wow, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like I, Every, everyone's struggling. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's yeah, cool. to sum it all up. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Um, not just all of that stuff, but I have friends who work in the uh, who are medical professionals, and they're also mm -hmm. like scared. Like, yeah, the whole situation of like people who um, the 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 uh, how they um, what is it? They a lot of people panic bought masks. And yeah. affecting the availability of like masks who for the the actual medical professionals who need it, like the N ninety-five masks and it's like mm -hmm. they're you know, those things they're supposed to like change it like every few hours, you know. Yeah. And, and like the nurses and the medical professionals they're because of the shortages, they're having to like wear it every day. And mm -hmm. like that's that's they could literally have coronavirus all up on their masks, but they have nothing else, you know, like 
And so, you know, I, I've like been always checking in with like my friends who are nurses, like, hey, I hope you're doing okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, how are things there? Like I have a friend who, who uh, is a nurse in, in San Diego and she's, she said, thankfully it's not crazy there, but it kind of feels like a calm before, before the storm kind of situation. So yeah. mm-hmm. she's like worried and on edge too. And so, yeah, it's like, like really like the, the, like taking this quarantine seriously and maintaining social distancing if you have to be out there is important because you're doing it for like, the people who you could possibly prevent Infect. from yeah. effect, infecting mm-hmm. and then also mm-hmm. um you know supporting the medical workers who are like literally overwhelmed like like mm-hmm. it's it's insane like i i heard that the hospital like 10 minutes away from me is like half covid patients which is that is crazy crazy yeah and i hear people like women um pregnant women they are now trying to do home births mm. like, oh, they have, yeah there's no God, way damn yeah hell no <laughs> yeah that's actually, crazy that's crazy my uh, co-worker she's actually um she's giving she's scheduled to give birth on sunday oh god damn. she's not going to the hospital i think she's going to the hospital oh. um but um but she but um she was really bummed because then i think i think they're still doing like i mean because it's not as crazy just yet where they're still able to do it mm-hmm. um but i know that they're limiting the amount of people who could be in the room Mm-hmm. Um, and and she was and I remember she was bummed because like she wanted like her mom there and her sister there but like she could only like have like one person um, aside from the medical staff so I was like that's that's really tough too so yeah, yeah one of my friends um, they just they just tweeted that they can't even see their son being born too mm-hmm. they can't even Crazy. be in the room because of COVID like this this is this is all fucked up and you know what's the other thing too. Uh, like America that I they are definitely hiding the fact of how incompetent they are like with, with definitely uh, with health and safety right like we have all these other company I mean companies countries who are actually trying to help us yeah, you know definitely. and and they they hate to be like not as great as other countries like Americans don't and it's crazy because like or now the, the number one, well, I'm sorry, number one confirmed cases. cases in the world. Sorry, not deaths, confirmed cases. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to be number one in something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's, and, and that's one thing I was watching. Um, I forget what his title is, but I just know he's on part of the, he's like the leader of the task force with, uh, for Trump for the coronavirus. He's do- Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how like, you know, it's, it's crazy because, because of the size of our country, like yeah. our states can be considered like their own country. So it's like, not just as, as a whole, like we have to look at it, like California has its own situation. New York has its own situation. Like, yeah, it's like those states are bigger than some actual countries in like, you know, in the world. So that's why, and then, but then, you know, that's why when you look at us as a country, as a whole, it's like a whole bunch of countries contributing to the fact that we're like, I think it just reached like over a million confirmed cases. Yeah. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Insane. Dead. Insane. There's also this story that I saw for the Philippines that they are threatening to kill people if they don't pay ten if they don't listen to the um, authorities authorities mm-hmm. and obey obey the lockdown rules. Yeah, right. Like a whole purge situation. It's insane. I have a friend um, who her husband is in the military, and so they kind of just they 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 move like with him, um, and it just so happens that the, their most recent place that they moved to is Italy. And so they're in Italy. Oh, right now. oh man. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I like always watch her story and check in with her. And like, she was posting about how like they have like, um, like loudspeakers up in the neighborhoods that are always like announcing like, Oh, stay in your home. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember it's crazy. Cause like a month ago I saw that videos like that, but like in China. And yeah. so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I I've been checking on my cousin. I have a cousin in Italy. I have a, I have oh, a cousin really? in the Philippines. Yeah. And she's, she's been telling me she's before we were um, on like before shelter in place was obviously announced. Mm-hmm. She was telling me, you guys need to lock down because we went mm-hmm. through the same thing. And I'm like, sure, let me go ahead and tell the government that like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. then they were doing the same thing that, that we were doing at the time. They were like allowing people to go out and go to, to whatever yeah. places that they want to go. And they were late on um, allowing shelter in place. And then two weeks later, they have so many cases. And so right. that's why she was. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that like in California, we had our, our counties do that because you know, mm-hmm. they they took that initiative rather than waiting for the federal government to do anything right. about it. So, yeah. Uh, but still, it was like 
like that's what's unfortunate too. I keep seeing like things like Trump, Trump like could have put things in place months ago, but he kept denying that it was like going to be yeah. a big deal for yeah, us. Yeah, he was, he was denying that it was even real. <laughs> Up and down. I like I've stopped trying to look at what he says because I just get like pissed off. <laughs> like one I thing, I, like I know he's the president and all. But no, seriously, no. does this motherfucker have to talk every day? Can we just put the doctors? <laughs> he's always like there every day talking. Yeah. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Exactly. He doesn't. I'm glad that that doctor, Dr. Fauci, like is on yeah. the team because I, I watched a lot. He's actually been doing a lot of interviews with people. Yeah, definitely. things. And like, he's really like, he's, he's doing a great job. And he's really informative and like, um, and, and has been doing a good job of like, you know, telling people like the actual like deal, like what, what, mm-hmm. how it should be. And so um, it's good that like, and, and I know that he like meets with the president every day. So I'm sure he's like, yeah. kind of tell him like, dog, like, let's talk. <laughs> it's like, you chill, man. <laughs> I thought we could reopen everything in two weeks. <laughs> no, I guess. Yeah, no I was way. so mad he did that. He did that. Um, that he was saying like, "Oh, it would be it would be beautiful to open it up by Easter." Easter. Yeah, I was like, yeah. he's, he, he, he literally said it, it'll be a beautiful special day. The churches will be full." I was like, as soon as he said the churches will be, are you, I was like, are "You stupid!" Like, uh, yeah. church full of people in a during a pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. it's like so idealistic. It's like, yeah, it would be nice, but it'll only be nice if it's safe to do so. Like, mm-hmm. but and yeah. it's like that's not the case. He doesn't care about the people. And then it's funny because literally the next week he had to, he announced that the lockdown or, of the country is going to extend to like through May. I think it's going to be till the end of June. Yeah, yeah, honestly, because my sister, um, she lives in uh, like by Washington, D.C. They extended them to June 10th. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. really? Yes, <laughs> they extended yeah, to June 10th. Because they said that the, the worst is still coming in like two weeks. That's going to mm-hmm. be the peak of the curve. Yes, that's yeah. what I saw. I saw that we're, apparently we're supposed mm-hmm. to hit our peak in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's going to extend till the end of June. Early I'm so July. scared. Yeah. So scared. And that that's one thing I did when I, in that same article or post that I saw where it was saying that we're going to hit our peak in 2 weeks. It mm-hmm. did it did say that like given that projection like it looks like California actually uh should be able to handle the surge. Um, mm-hmm. which, which is like good news. I hope that's true. Like, you know, cause you know, mm-hmm. if we're doing, and, and that's also one thing I also heard about the, how, cause it, the shelter in place just got extended from April 7th to now May 3rd. And I think people, I, from what I read is that it's- Is it May 3rd now? It's May 3rd, that's, yeah. I thought yeah. it was May 1st. Oh, did they change it again? They changed it again. Oh, I shit. only know this because- Yes! I, I, I only know this because literally the day it got announced, um, I had to change stuff on the site for work. And then I, I, I like updated a whole bunch of things and to sit May first, and my boss was like, "They changed it again. It's May 3rd. And I was like, "Oh man, I have to update the website again." <laughs> um, but yeah, because like we had to like let our, our I work for an online company, and so like we had to like let our customers know like we can't ship any products out until we're, mm. we're back. So, um, yeah. but yeah, like what I heard was that the reason for the extension was not was because since we implemented it, it's like yeah, we've had a rise in cases, but we it's shown that it's like starting to work so that's why they extended it and made it a little more strict so that mm. it can continue to like yeah. have a good impact on the situation yeah. yeah and for everyone listening when you heard me cheer that it got extended to may 3rd i'm not cheering for the virus <laughs> i'm cheering because i had a court date on may 1st so it's <laughs> yeah, I, mean, okay. also, I mean it's ter- it's it's again not to you know for inference like what you just said like i'm not happy yeah. the virus is happening but i mm-hmm. did get like uh um a break from having to pay my student loans because of this so that's mm-hmm. kind of cool too yeah. yeah yeah i'm definitely not happy all my events that i had like for, oh, work yeah. for the next two three months mm-hmm. have all been canceled yeah yeah it's it's affected all of my sources of income because i i Mm -hmm. I work for an online company that's my day job um Mm -hmm. i worked in the office and then you know i do gigs i do music stuff and then i'm also a bus driver i haven't Mm -hmm. i can't do that for sure (laughs) uh and then i also you know do freelance graphic design and photography and Mm -hmm. i can't do photo shoots and then even my graphic design gig, I i had a gig designing uh graphics for like a youth conference 
and that got put on pause because it was supposed to be in May and then because of mm-hmm. all of this like it can't happen anymore so we're like uh we mm-hmm. have to pause this project I was like okay <laughs> so yeah, yeah so it's it's affecting a, a is, lot. is Uber and Lyft still going on right now Do, are people still working driving I see I, I don't know about the re- after since the recent uh, update um, mm-hmm. uh, extension of the structure in place but I I I do know I've, I saw a lot of videos of Lyft drivers who are, you know, struggling and because they're still yeah. trying to work because that's literally their only income. Um, mm-hmm. They're taking precautions. I saw like uh, a news report about one of the Lyft driver who like, she, she like constantly has to sanitize her car in between rides and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, man. But I don't know now. I think it's, it's got to be illegal, but I don't know because it's still like I guess because there's public transportation that's still available like the bus and like BART and stuff you just have to maintain mm-hmm. six feet so I don't know where that falls with I mean I haven't even looked as a driver like yeah. what it means but yeah and some people can't even take off because you know many my bro- mm-hmm. my my, my yeah. little brother he told me he felt he felt really sick uh, I think he said a light fever or something like that mm-hmm and um, he was saying that um, he can't take any days off because he doesn't have enough PTO. Mm. And I'm like, in the events of the coronavirus, you really can't? Do you think companies that um, have their employees working from home will realize that their employees can actually work from home? <laughs> like, like, I've had to do a bunch of like business meetings over Zoom lately. And I'm like, before we used to have to go in fucking person, like... Mm-hmm. Do you think that like companies will realize that a lot of employees can actually work from home? Yeah, I think it's yeah. A, I think that's definitely going to be an, a, a benefit, like where it's like they're kind of forced into actually figuring out how it works, and then kind of seeing like, oh, actually, we could continue doing this afterwards, like instead of having to get everyone to be able to be in person. When do you guys think, when all this is like over with? When do you guys think like it'll all go back to normal? Like people will shake hands again, give each other daps and everything. Um, I think it's going to take a while. I don't know. Take a while. I can't say a timeline guess, but I would, I think an important factor would be when there's a for sure vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Because then people can still get it, yeah. but there's less of a fear because they know they can go get it treated. Mm-hmm. Um, which will, I think, open up people being a lot more open to being more physical again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that would be like, because right now the big fear, of course, is that like, you know, like you can, you can die, <laughs> like you can yeah. cure, like, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're, and so I think when, when the situation gets to a point where it's manageable and you don't, you don't have, it's not a life-threatening thing anymore, where you know there's there's a, a way to cure it and where to ready to treat it in an easy yeah. way, which I'm sure they're like once that happens they're gonna make that super widespread easy to access just like the flu shot. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's when people will be a lot more comfortable with returning to because I I mean I know for sure like I mean I've seen I've seen um, how things are in China because they're they're just starting to get back to normal um, for after their craziness and like people are still kind of refusing to leave their homes and are so worried yeah. even though it's gotten mm-hmm. better for them but it's gonna take some time do you guys ever wonder what it was like back then when they had like pandemics like in I, 1918 yes yeah, yeah. it's great <laughs> <laughs> that's what no when i think about no real legit though like i think that was 1918 was influenza is was that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah spanish flu mm-hmm. 1918 yeah, I was just like, I think I watched a video about it somewhere. But yeah, I was imagining, I was like, man, like, they didn't have any type of communication. Like, you know, like, how do you, you know, now we can inform everyone about the current situation because we look at stuff online. It's like, how did yeah. they tell people, how did the government tell people like that there was these things going on? Like, everyone, we're all like super informed in situation, like how to do something yeah. and all that stuff because it, we get the freaking uh, the 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 amber alert thing, yeah. Yeah. Like, and it gives mm-hmm. me heart attack every time. But like, that's actually one thing that's crazy that I've I've really is thought was a cool thing is like the solidarity, like that, like how people how much people are really are taking it seriously. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I've been doing all the grocery runs for, like, for my parents because I'm like y'all grounded. You're staying home. Like, <laughs> like don't go. It's my turn. <laughs> Legit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm go- doing. I'm gonna do everything. Like you. Go- I don't want you guys going anywhere. And like 
when I've gone out for grocery runs, like everyone's really respectful and like they really manage like um, the social distancing. Like, you know, I was doing laundry the other day and like I would go to wash my hands and like people would like legit like wait in line but like six feet away from each other like yeah stay out of each other's ways like without even saying anything um it's it's been it's 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 really cool and then like i know that um uh and i went to walmart yesterday and like they actually have like like started to place like actual stickers and yeah on the floor the floors that that say Mm -hmm. like oh like this is six feet like stay and stay in line this way markers on the floor um and there's signs everywhere and then when you come in like they um they hand you like a, a purell wipe to wipe down your, um, mm-hmm. your your car it's 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 um it's cool to see how how people are actually really taking it seriously in that sense and that um people are are are, are participating and and really take, and doing all that those mm-hmm. those wipes though they've always been there <laughs> yeah the, the car wipes no, they specifically yeah. they specifically like will hand it to you before you go in <laughs> oh okay mm-hmm. yeah i was like um yeah they they had those before but now finally everyone's using it right and now I think mm-hmm. walmart that i go to i remember there always being one being there but now there's like two. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Yo, y'all go really wise and, yeah. and everyone's gonna be giving each other finally personal space because i cannot stand when people stand so close to me in line mm-hmm. like i cannot i know right <laughs> it's weird though when i went to safeway they don't they don't uh well when in the line mm-hmm. they don't stand six feet apart mm. and i'm yeah, just they like, didn't do that when i went fuck to this I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, i'm like fuck that yeah i'm standing back <laughs> but just imagine like the plague back then like in like what the 17th, yeah. 17th century how do you, how do you <laughs> how do you like educate the community the public at large yeah on on how to do that how to, how to make sure that they stay home or are are socially distant like how do you mm-hmm. and maybe that's why it was so bad you know it's because they couldn't properly like you know educate people did they even know about like fucking germs and shit back then <laughs> like in the 17th century because i know they used to wear that big ass like beak mask stuff, yeah. thinking that that'll stop everything and i imagine like, that people were like were probably as hard-headed as they are now like mm-hmm. they're yeah they're like oh this thing is not that serious and then people mm-hmm. feel like and that's why you remember like what you said that's probably why it got as bad as it did mm-hmm. because they didn't they didn't start taking it serious until it really connected with someone like very close mm-hmm. to them yeah mm-hmm. you know it's really yeah. dude, like going to walmart yesterday was like because i i like if i got I went to walmart like two weeks ago like in the first uh beginning of quarantine like it changed so much like they blocked they, they had like they had like carts upside down and then like caution tape so they could block off the things so that people can line up a certain way and then yeah. they set up like um these like loud these like loudspeakers in the parking lot and it has this like message like oh thank you for choosing walmart we're trying to keep you safe remember to practice social distancing like it was it felt like like i don't know it's like when you see like wartime stuff like like shows like apocalypse type stuff and like you see how like it's crazy to go out there it's like it kind of looks like that like when you go now because everyone's like in line and have to mm-hmm. having to like you know scramble for stuff but i mean it wasn't like super crazy scary or anything but it, it's just crazy to see the state of things like just going to the store there is some order finally i mean except for people fighting each other like i saw right was the most interesting one that i saw because i went to best buy yesterday because i needed to buy something for my computer for work mm-hmm. um and needs i need like an ethernet cable and like they actually don't even let you in the store like they have like a station set up in the in the front like where the sliding mm-hmm. door is mm-hmm. and then it's like it's like when you go to uh in and out and they take your order and then you get in line yeah oh, wow. like he, like he'll be like hey how can we help you and i was like oh, um, i need an ethernet cable and he like had a phone he was like oh we have two in stock all right go ahead <laughs> yeah legit and then i got in line and i got to the i got, finally got to the register and she was like oh like and then what did you order and then and then that's how they ringed you up i was like that's cool like mm-hmm. i was saying i was like it's cool that you guys are doing this because like i feel like as a worker i would feel most safe doing it this way yeah um, mm-hmm. They're doing that with Bevmo. Oh, really? <laughs> I need wine. So what they do is like, they're only taking online orders. They're taking uh-huh. mobile orders. And then you have to call in. You're probably not going to get as much luck when you call in. But when you go there, you have to have an order. And then they, they're uh-huh. like, what's your order? What did you buy? Uh-huh. You have to give them. And then they, they give you a bin. And then they, they slide it to you. They're like, put your, put your ID in there. Uh-huh. And then you have mm-hmm. to slide it back. Wow. So, but, so they ring you up like that. So they do that at Bevmo. 
That's so interesting. And then I also, what I noticed when I went to Walmart that wasn't there before, they set up like these plastic guards, like right in front of the, 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 um, the, the, the register, the cash register. So that like it mm-hmm. has like a plastic guard guarding the person ringing you up. What? Yeah. That's crazy. For each register? For each register. Like when, oh I, my God. when I was even, I was walking down the aisle like passing all the registers to go to the exit, I was like, "Wow, they all have one now." <laughs> yeah, Walmart has that money to put that put that up. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Definitely. It's good that they do that because, again, like think, putting myself in the shoes of someone who has to work these jobs right now in this time, like I'd want my employer to make me feel like I'm safe, you know. So it's good that they did mm-hmm. that to make them feel safe. And that's why I don't appreciate Amazon right now. Oh my gosh, yeah, my friend, my friend <laughs> Amazon, and he was like, he was like, "Yeah, they don't care." <laughs> yeah. They're just sending everyone out to deliver packages. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even want to buy off anything off of Amazon because of how they're treating them during this time, right? Mm. They even fired the person who, who organized the, um, the protest. Mm. Oh, there was a protest? There was, a, like, a walkout protest, and they fired oh, the person. Wow. And because they, I think the, they fired them for putting other workers at risk. Mm. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So you're going to blame it on somebody? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon's shipping right now. I try to buy something. That shit ain't shipping till May. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn. That's yeah. why I've been doing um, Amazon Prime now, because yeah. then, because that's like a, it's more of it's, like a, um, the, like you, like how DoorDash and stuff have drivers and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. There's like Windows where you can actually get it. It doesn't take like two weeks, but then it's not. It's a little different than what if you were to order from the website. Website. Yeah, right. Prime Now is um, it's still working. It's local, yeah. So yeah. the first week there was like for two days it was like there was like no delivery windows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm starting to see that now that there's actually more like the more delivery windows. Like you can't do like the. It's definitely not like the usual like where you can do it like the two hour like when deliveries, but like mm-hmm. it usually come in like the next windows are usually like in a day or two now, which is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because like they're they're locally getting it. Um, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm currently signing into my Prime now, right Maybe. now. <laughs> Before we close this up, is there anything else that you want to talk about, B Dub? Um, I think we did a good job. <laughs> we talked yeah. about we talked about open mic. We talked about the Rona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my cousin. Oh, oh man, I'm coughing. I, oh no! <laughs> Bruh. No, no, I'm covering the cough. <laughs> All right, grab the Clorox wipe, wipe down your um mm. mic. <laughs> yeah god damn it um i guess other than that it's just uh whoever's listening i think um it's important just to run back the idea of like really taking this this quarantine and stuff seriously like um Mm -hmm. it's it uh you know it's if you haven't had it really affect your circle yet i i know it can be hard to have that perspective of like it's something that you really need to take seriously but like you just have to um really recognize like okay i need to stay home because i could be saving lives literally like it's 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 something really you can really be saving lives by doing that and also encouraging others to do that like um it's important to find ways to um educate people like in a nice way like like if you see people who aren't taking it seriously like it's important not to like fight them on it right like you ha- it's 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 important to come at it in a positive way be like hey like i understand it's you know where you're coming from but this is why this is important and this is why you should also take it seriously um because that's the best way you can get people to get on board with it if they're not already um you know and i think that's that's the biggest thing because it's like i've seen it i've seen the common uh, argument for people who aren't taking it seriously there's like well i'm fine like my immune system is great i'm gonna be okay it's not about you bro mm-hmm. like it's about yeah you can get the coronavirus and survive but you know, there's that, there's that also that period where you're asymptomatic and you could have been spreading it to a whole bunch of people. And, you know, that could lead, you, you could literally be direct, directly the cause of, you know, someone older. Um, hey, a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you guys can't see, but a dog came on screen and I got. Insane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my dog. <laughs> my dog, Oscar. He's just. He's he does this. He always comes up behind Neymar yeah. and just like, the camera. <laughs> He's just he's just chilling right here. <laughs> he came by and gave you the puppy dog. Guys, like yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, just, sorry. Um, it's just really <laughs> important because you never know like how 
your reactions are affecting others, whether it's positive or negatively. Like, you know, you could be spreading it to someone who spreads it to their grandma, you know, mm. who, who could, who could be at risk, you know? And so um, it's important to really keep those things in mind and how you could be really um, uh, affecting both positively and negatively and, and why it's important to, as a society and as just you're responsible for all of us, we're all responsible for our, our, for all of us. And so we have to make sure we take that seriously because then, you know, otherwise we're going to be in quarantine for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's really. Get this really, shit done with. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the government is, is planning on keeping us inside for another five months. They're just telling us one month at a time because yeah, they know I we won't be listen. That's, I, I was talking to my friend about that too. It's like, a lot of people feel that way and it's like, but I think the reason why they they work one month at a time is because the situation really is unpredictable. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they could say, oh, we're going to be home for three months and then magically in one month, it gets better, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, we can go back to work soon because I know, I know the longer we're on lockdown, the more people are getting laid off. Like I have true. friends. True. Yep. Like, Over 10 million people have been laid off which is or insane. filed for unemployment. Yes. I'm it's still crazy. my unemployment uh, to let me know that I'm approved. <laughs> oh, you got approved? I, how long I did it take? I don't know if I did yet, oh. but my friends who applied around the same time as me are starting to get their letters and stuff. So nice. Cross my fingers for that. Just filed for mine yesterday. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Brian. Um, I mm-hmm. totally agree with everything that you say. People need to take this seriously and definitely tell others nicely because if you tell them in a mean way, they're not going to yeah. receive mm-hmm. the information. It's not going to go through. Right. They're just going to, they're going to fight back. They're going to, they're not going to, mm-hmm. they're not going to be open to actually being, you know, compliant and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. You guys want to wrap this up now? Yeah. I'm totally down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brian, you want to, you want to shout out your Instagram handles? Sure. Um, so again, my name is Brian Dublin, Instagram, uh, Brian with an I, Dublin like the city. Um, and so just find me on social media, at Brian Dublin. Um, it's Brian Dubs on Twitter. If you want to see how much of a mess I am. <laughs> you can um, and then on Facebook, you can just search my name also, Brian Dublin. And yeah. 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 Thank you for coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. I <laughs> I, I always tell my friends, like, I would, I'd love, I want to do podcasts because it's like, there's so many times where I have like conversation just like we had today, like with my friends. Mm-hmm. It's like this super deep conversation at two in the morning in our cars. And just like, bro, that would have been the dopest podcast episode. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. It's really cool to, to be invited to do one, like for real, for real. So really thank you guys mm-hmm. for having me. And hopefully we can do this again, but after quarantine and in person. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I appreciate you for being on. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely have to see you in person too. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. See everyone next time. Stay safe. Yep. Thank you guys. All right.